0: A Better Mousetrap podcast, a joint production with Far From TV. Before we dive into today's episode, we are proud and grateful to present this week's sponsor. MotoWord is the world's fastest human translation platform. Their 14,000 professional translators give you translations of any content in any language pairing that are accurate, human-performed, proofread and client ready. All this at half the price and 20 times the speed of any other human translation agency you are using today. Go to MotorWord.com. That's M-O-T-A-W-O-R-D.com. MotorWord.com. And for 10% off your first translation job, use a Better Mousetraps code AMB-2018. MotorWord.com. With us today, Sissel Hansen, founder of Startup Guide. Uh, Before we start, I want to disclose that I worked as a project manager for Startup Guide New York. That will be coming out next month, Uh, but I'm no longer employed by Startup Guide. I wanted to get that out of the way for our listeners. So thank you so much for joining us, Sissel.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you, Marco.
0: So um, could you tell us about um, your background? Tell us the uh, origin story of Startup Guide?
1: Sure. So, you know, I'm I'm originally Danish, uh, grew up in Denmark and uh, started my first company when I was quite young, around 18, 19 years old. Uh, And one of the the first ideas uh, I had was to create an app for cafes and restaurants. I was at that time uh, working in a cafe in Denmark uh, where, you know, every time you, (laughs) as a waitress, uh, you know, had to take an order and something and you made a mistake the customer always gets super mad so what we came up with was basically you know an idea for uh waiters and, and cafes to have an app where you will have a QR code in the table and uh, the, um, the customer could then order and pay right away and and I actually worked on that for around two years and we got some funding. We got some really cool people on board, like a guy from Microsoft, some super cool developers from some of the best uh, IT schools in Denmark and so on. And we built this product, um, based on, you know, the original idea about, uh, you know, basically solving the need of me being a waitress but in that process we forgot to ask one of our other stakeholders which was the actual cafes you know like how do they want to, to uh, interact with this and what, what actually happened and how it turned out was that the final end user was really happy about the product but we had issues about implementing it at different cafes they actually didn't want to take the chance and take the risk about being some of the first ones um, and that actually became you know a big problem for us uh sitting with a, with a finished product to some extent that that the, that the actual you know stakeholder would not in, interact with which you know took away our whole business model and eventually after two years we we had to close it down uh and i think that whole experience was very game changing for me in a very early stage of my career uh just you know finishing high school and uh, Working on this, and you know, lost some money as well on this project, and also asked myself, you know, what what would I have done differently, and and what could I have done differently, and I think a lot of them, a lot of the, the 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 feelings I had was like, you know, if I just would have like a mentor or an advisor or, you know, people that have been through the same process of building a product, a digital product, could have, you know taught me something in that process, um, And while I was having all these thoughts, uh, I was at the same time moving to Berlin because you know it's simply too expensive to live in Copenhagen, and uh, especially when you you know lost the company and, and weren't in deaf in some ways. So I moved to Berlin, which is super cheap to live, and it was a very interesting time around 2012, where after the financial crisis, you. Know, things was really starting to change and start to move and um, when I came there I suddenly understood that there was this huge ecosystem and uh, there was a lot of players and a lot of activities going around and even more interesting there was a lot of foreigners so like uh, at the time I moved in 2012 42 percent of all the companies started in Berlin were actually Founded by foreigners, which uh, to some extent you know was so surprising because still creating a company in Berlin uh, in Germany, everything was in German, everything was on paper, and the bureaucracy was a pain in the ass, sorry for my language right um, and um, and that actually you know that that whole development made me realize that there was kind of two needs that I had the, the one need was you know, how can I create something that can help other young entrepreneurs like myself, that I was in that situation back in Denmark. And the other hand is like, when you then are in a new city, who do you then interact with? You know, the culture, the new rules, uh, the new game, new people, and so on. And actually, these two things uh, became the, the initial, you know, uh, Pain, which then became also the value proposition for, for the product startup guide that we today know as a book, which is known as the Lonely Planet for Entrepreneurs, um, because it is a guidebook to, to different cities around the world on how to interact with the local ecosystem, how to learn from their experiences, learn from their mistake, but also how to actively you know, be part of, of this whole community that can help you.
0: So well, that was a long story. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. No, but that's great. Um, but then uh, doubling back, uh, you in your first company didn't really do proper market validation uh, that, that there was a need. As you as you say, you didn't get no. all the stakeholders by how did you how did you apply that lesson to startup guide in, in building startup guide?
1: Well, we, we for the first time, you know, didn't go with any assumptions, right? So we, we had assumptions, but we tested all the assumptions, uh, which was, you know, a big difference from, from the first startup where we had assumptions because I thought I was an expert since I was working in a cafe, and the guy I was talking with that owned the cafe was like, I would definitely use this. So, you know, with one-off assumption, I basically, you know, fight to to like everything else. Um, right, right. <laughs> and uh, and in that sense, like with Startup Guide, it was more about understanding. This is the need I have. You know, how, what is the needs of all the other stakeholders in the ecosystem? What is the need of the investors? What are the needs of the corporates? What are the needs of the actual entrepreneurs? And and it also came from a different. You know, from a different angle, both me being an entrepreneur and knowing that process and then also me moving to a new place and Mm -hmm. living in that place and interactive, uh, like engaging with local people there. So it became an idea that came, you know, came to me by the actual pain, not only for myself, but from other people as well. Uh And then we did research, you know, like a different thing that, you know, we didn't do in the first one. (laughs) Right,
0: right. Oops. (laughs) So um, for uh, our listeners who don't know, Startup Guide is an actual printed book, like Lonely Planet or or other guides. Why did you choose a uh, printed book as a format? I
1: think... Uh, For two reasons, right? Like I think the the big issue in in the first startup was that uh, I was not capable of actually building the product, right? You know, you would have to to count on other people and, um, you know, I didn't have the big understanding of how complex it was, what it could do, you know, what it not could do and so on. And I think, uh, you know... For me, it was very important that the next product I should build was something that I could really follow you know of course i didn 't know how to do a book, but it was easier to some extent uh, it was more It was more something i I could print and I could hold in my hand and that that was you know that was one thing mm-hmm. and then the other thing was also that I think that a lot of the issues at that time when I was doing research was that there was a lot of things on the internet, and very little of it was actually to some extent, versified, right? It was people's opinions, it was, you know, biased with colors and, you know, which area of the ecosystem you were in. And it was hard to figure out what is actually, you know, really worth reading and what is, you know, just somebody is either trying to sell me something or a person that doesn't really know. So, you know, I got all this information over time by knowing a lot of different people that knew... You know real people and experts in the area and i was like you know explaining that not only on a blog but actually printing it might be a good way to curate something in a very high quality way that people would feel a different trust and connection to um and that you know then also just because um you know i i love print products I love to be able to hold something you know to I often often give books away uh to Christmas and birthdays because you know it's knowledge and I love sharing knowledge and you know so it was to to extend it was not very much like oh there's a big market for this it was more like a personal preference uh, and also because at that time i didn't see it as a potential big business i saw it as a very cool project that we eventually could earn some money on and we could use it as you know a, a cool you know stepping stone to something else um mm-hmm. but you know sometimes the coolest projects are started like that
0: yeah yeah and i have to say again i i am biased because i i do know the the product so intimately but it is it's it's a beautiful book uh that you put out it is Significantly better quality than your typical mass market. Uh, yeah, you know, bit of literature.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But that have also always been, you know, our core values. It's always been we want to create something that, you know, people get excited about. You know, and and that have always been something that I would rather put that out on the street and be proud of it, and then have less money to buy a new car with you know like that (laughs) that have always been the case Uh, and i think in the long run it actually paid off because i think if we have done something that would not have been that high quality we would not stand out from from the market as we have done uh, over the last uh, four to five years
0: sure so then moving on how do you pick a city to uh to produce a book in um
1: actually, the, like differentiate a lot from from, from case to case, like we, we of course have some cities that we shortlist that we very much would like to do, and that is both uh, first tier cities like New York, San Francisco, London, Berlin, and so on, and then there's also a lot of second tier cities which is like upcoming ecosystems, smaller ecosystems, um, and we have lists of both, and then mostly actually what happens is that there is people contacting us so from the very beginning of startup guide uh, the whole, um, the whole kind of idea behind it, was that it should be locally grown. So it should be, we should be a platform and a concept you could take into your local ecosystem and fill it with the local soul. So, which means that we every day basically get requests from all different kinds of cities around the world. Um, and the bigger, you know, the more we see, uh, the requests from the different cities and the areas of the world the more we look into it Uh, and then of course it's also for us to see you know is this a place where we have corporate partners that would like to join in because we work with corporates that would like to access different ecosystems is this a place where we can find local players that can help us uh, supporting a book Um, so it very much diverse you know it's everything from like this is something we really want to do i'm just going to do it and it's from you know from from outreach from uh, or inbound leads from, from, you know, local startup entrepreneurs or schools or VCs or corporates or, you know, entrepreneurs that says, Hey, we need a book in the city.
0: And and how do you partner with organizations so that you can really get the the inside track, the good body of knowledge, uh, as to who to feature in the book?
1: we partner with organizations that are in the on the mission to do the same as we are, but just for their local city. So we find organizations that can either be for-profit or non-profit that are working with the local ecosystem stakeholders. Everything from government till uh, policy makers, investors, corporates, startups themselves. That's very, very important. They in touch with the startups themselves. Um, and are working to grow that local ecosystem and make it a better place for entrepreneurs. And that's how we try to partner with people. So if, if when we find these organizations, which it's normally is like, you know, in, in New York, it was Tech NYC, uh, this amazing partner that really made this book, you know, what it is today um that really are the local voice and the local you know uh soul of of the ecosystem uh then we partner up with them and we we give them the opportunity to use startup guides platform distribution channels our concepts you know the way we produce our methodology our software all these things to create this project and they are kind of the local catalysts um and and it's super hard to find these people like sometimes they just come to you automatically and sometimes you have to look and get intros and so on uh and in the end of the day the partners are the key ingredients for us to create something that are local grown local born uh into our global concept
0: sure sure and i am you know again being so familiar with the concept in new york Mm -hmm. um i saw what a huge amount of work Tech Tech NYC did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, do Do you always get, um, or or even mostly get that level of participation by the the partnering organizations? Uh, because it's a lot of it's a lot of work on their part.
1: Sure, sure. It, well, it depends, right? Like uh, we try to, for sure, we try to, and and in the end of the day, we also try to sell to the partners that, you know. The more work they put into it, the better book it creates. The better tool it is for them to, sure. you know, go, you know, use in their mission. So it's not even we not even have to sell it to them necessarily because in the end of the day, this book when they put the logo on it and they work with us, that's you know that's that's what their ecosystem is about as well. Um, so we try to find people that are engaged in this and we try to find people and organizations that really are on this mission and, and they are there 100%. Uh, but of course, it's various from ecosystem to ecosystem. Also, if you, you know, uh, if you come into a phase where, where partners have a lot going on and so on, you know, it's... Uh, but but, but we try to support them in a way that we create a framework that they can really you know just tap into and uh, and do what they're best at
0: sure, sure, so okay, let's get down to the gossip let's get down to the dirt here. What can we okay. expect? who can we expect to see featured in startup up good guard new york uh, who are the who are the winners can can, can, you, can you give us any insight or are you just going to have to uh, i'll
1: give I'll give you one insight I'll give
0: you. Okay, uh, I'll, good, give
1: you, uh, I'll give you the inside of that. What you would see in the book is uh, a very strong uh, feeling of that New York City is the place for the female entrepreneurs. Uh, I think this is the book that we have created where, you know, it goes through it from the beginning till the end. That this is a place... Uh, where, you know, female entrepreneurs, uh, this is a city where female entrepreneurs really can shine and female leaders. Uh, so so in that sense, um, okay. that's something you should look forward to. And I think that's also why I'm so proud of this book, because, you know, it was something that we saw in the, in the very early beginning, and it is something that we, to some extent, made reflect the actual finished product. Um, and then, you know... Uh, the mayor of New York City is in. I think that's that's the only thing uh, I will I will say now here. If you want to see all the startups and the programs and the and the spaces and so on, you should come to our lounge party on the first of October uh, and buy the book. But uh, but I'm happy that we got the we actually got the mayor in to, to support this amazing project.
0: So you got the mayor himself to did did he uh, provide you with some kind of statement for the book. Uh...
1: The mayor provided a forward, yeah.
0: Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so what's, what's next for uh, a Startup Guide generally? What new cities are you working on? Uh, We're
1: working on quite a lot of different cities, everything from Singapore and Asia to uh, Cape Town uh, in South Africa. Um, Los Angeles is gonna be our next city in US as well that we're gonna tackle. San Francisco, Palo Alto is also on the map. Um, I'm looking forward to look, going to more um, like second tier cities in US as well that are not necessarily the big startup hubs. Um, basically we are scaling out right now to yeah, Africa quite a lot next year, Asia, quite a lot, and, and US. So I think you're gonna see a lot of different cities uh, and uh, you're gonna see that uh, we're gonna produce way more books <laughs> than we have done earlier on uh, because the, the demand is just becoming bigger and bigger.
0: Well, that's terrific. And what about more digital content? Are you thinking about that right now, or are you yeah, still? So this
1: is this is a very exciting part. So actually on the 1st of October, um, together with the launch of New York, we're also uh, launching our newest uh, media site, startupguide.com, which is basically going to be like uh, – a place where online content from the books and other uh, areas is going to live and we are going to produce daily content not necessarily news but more inspirational and educational and um, and content that can can inspire the the early stage entrepreneurs uh, into creating a company and connecting the different ecosystems uh, with the key players there and also connecting the different ecosystems together. So, so that's, that's on the, that's on the rise and we are working very hard on this right now to get it out and ready for the 1st of October.
0: Wow. Looking forward to seeing that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great.
0: That'll be good. Yeah. Terrific. Well, um, how can our listeners learn more about you?
1: So, right now, you should go to startupguide.world. Um, 1st October, we will change to startupguide.com. And, uh, yeah, read about the whole project. And, of course, you know, under the website, you can also see where to buy the Startup Guide New York. And then just, you know, stay tuned for updates on newsletters. Sign up for that so you can be the first one that gets invited to the to the launch party.
0: Terrific. I will be at that launch party for sure. You will. You will for sure. uh, <laughs> Okay, well thank you so much, Cecil Hansen, founder of Startup Guide, for joining me.
1: For sure. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for being part of the project.